Hello Cryptonauts, today is September 15th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, first daily reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Starting off with, you know what, let's refresh this page real quick. Okay, there we go. Starting off with Bitcoin settling at $10,922.74 for a no gain, no loss. Second place, Ethereum, settling at $384.58 for a 1.2% gain. Third place, we have USDT Tether, settling at $1 for a no gain, no loss. Fourth place, XRP Ripple, settling at $0.25 cents for a 0.2% gain. Fifth place, Polkadot, settling at $5.29 for a 0.4% gain. Sixth place, Bitcoin Cash, settling at $233.50 for a 0.7% loss. Seventh place, Chainlink, settling at $10.92 for a 2.3% loss. Eighth place, Binance Coin, settling at $27.56 for a 0.5% loss. Ninth place, Crypto.com Coin, settling at $0.16 for a 0.1% loss. 10th place, Litecoin settling at $48.48 for a 0.3% gain. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your, your top 10 daily stats. Your overall market cap is at $356.7 billion, up by 0.6%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, your next reminder we are using decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies like I'm about to do right about now. There you go. Alright, first news coming in from Sharyuwa Mawa. Top bank loses $635 billion in market cap during 2020. Bank stocks lost over $635 billion amid increasing fears of inflation among investors and the effect of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic on the global economy, according to a report by financial education site BuyShares. For comparison, the entire cryptocurrency market is only worth $354 billion. Wow. The report tracked equity valuation from December 2019, where the coronavirus had just broke out of China, uh, to August 2020. It noted U.S. banks suffered the biggest drop while Japanese institutions such as the Japanese Post Bank recorded relatively low plunges. The worst affected was U.S. Bank Wells Fargo, which saw a slump of 56.26% in the period. It was followed by Spain's Banco Santander at 46.16% and J.P. Morgan Chase, another U.S. bank, at 30.16%. However, J.P. Morgan Chase lost the biggest in terms of valuation, losing over $131 billion in the period, while Wells Fargo's lost $128 billion. Wow. Yeah, Alright. Uh, meanwhile, a rise in the digital banking 
could be expected as banks see newer forms of revenue and business models. Banks are already experimenting with site-backed digital currencies in regards with some of the even predicting the rise of the cryptocurrency as a strong contender to fiat currencies by 2030. I think so too. It's right around the corner. Next news written by Scott Cipollina. The Litecoin blockchain gets its own RPG, Lightbringer. Lightbringer, the PC-based game developed by Sipsoft, has gone live today. The fantasy-themed RPG runs on the Litecoin blockchain, giving players the ability to earn and trade Litecoin by completing quests and trades. Many games have entered the blockchain space in recent months between a retro Space Invaders arcade machine playing, paying out rewards in Nano and Satoshi Games' Light Knight shooting, shooter letting players trade and comp compete for Bitcoin. The relationship between cryptocurrency and gaming has grown. However, Lightbringer is the first time a big game has established itself on the Litecoin blockchain. Lightbringer embraces the revolutionary potential of the blockchain like few games before. As a truly decentralized application, the whole game takes place in the Litecoin blockchain. With no services involved, giving the players unprecedented control over the game, Sipsoft said on the Lightbringer's website. Lightbringers players will be able to leverage the Litecoin blockchain to level up their RPG characters, trading game contents with other players, and earn Litecoin through the game itself. Okay, da 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 da. Scroll on down. Let's see. Our game needs a blockchain with low transaction costs which don't spike. Constantine added. According to Constantine, another advantage to using the Litecoin blockchain is the opportunity for players for players to truly own their assets. For instance, the famous game CryptoKitties. The kitty is a token whose data gets interpreted by a server. The token without the server is just a piece of gibberish data. In contrast, Lightbringer offers true token ownership to players, Constantine said. Our game is different. As long as there is a client and a miner, Lightbringer is immortal. And so are your assets. There you go. Alright, next news. Written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Lawsuit alleges Binance processed $9.4 million of stolen funds. <clears throat> Japanese crypto exchange Fisco has alleged crypto exchange Binance failed to control the cash out of over $9.4 million in illicit funds tied to a 2018 hack, according to a complaint filed in the Northern California District Court on September 14th. The known as ZAIF before the $44 million takeover by Fisco in 2019, the crypto exchange was targeted by hackers in September 2018, who made away with $63 million worth of Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and Mona Coin. At the time, hackers gained access to Zafe's hot wallet and drained most of the exchange's funds. A legal investigation by Japanese authorities followed, uh, soon followed. But two years later, Fisco is alleging that Binance is one of the world's top crypto Exchange by daily trading volume failed to stop the hackers cashing out over $9.4 million worth of cryptocurrencies. Alright, so the thieves laundered the, the cryptos. Da, 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 da. Why complain about Binance in California? Meanwhile, Fisco said it decided to file a complaint in California for two reasons. Some of Fisco hack victims were based in the region and that Binance had critical components of its business in the U.S. Okay. Well then. Good luck.
Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. NYAG calls on Tether to provide overdue financial documents. The NYAG filed a letter yesterday that says stablecoin provider Tether is, a, is long overdue in providing key financial documents. These relate to the ongoing case where crypto exchange Bitfinex allegedly disguised, disguised close to $1 billion worth of customers' losses with Tether Reserve. In response, Tether and Bitfinex argue the request is too broad. This controversy began in April 2019 when it was first alleged Bitfinex improperly provided customers with Tether loans to disguise a close to $1 billion hole in the finances. The request argued both cryptocurrency firms must comply with a document production order that was first issued back in April 2019. According to the request, the information must be submitted within 60 days. In addition, the NYAG is requesting a 90-day extension to an injunction that prevents Tether from loaning funds to Bitfinex. <clears throat> okay, in response, da, 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 scrolling on down. Uh, Michael's response argue, uh, also argues the order should be sufficiently narrow, describing several aspects of the request as plainly unreasonable. He argued the request for all documents and communication regarding any transaction is impossibly overboard because it captures the entirety of Tethers' business. Hmm. Oh, well, you know, he's actually got a point there. Hmm. Next news, written by Will Heisman. Nigerian regulated. No, Nigeria regulates crypto after bowing to Bitcoin adoption. Whoops. There we go. Okay. In stark contrast to the country's previously cynical approach to cryptocurrencies, Nigeria's Securities and Exchange Commission has moved to regulate the crypto sector with the intent to protect investors and promote industry standards. The general objective of regulation is not to hinder the technology or stifle innovation but to create standards that encourage ethical practices, Nigeria's SEC said in a statement on Monday, adding that, that it would only regulate when the character of the investment qualifies as security transactions. However, per the regulator, all cryptocurrencies are deemed securities until shown otherwise. The burden of lies with cryptocurrency-based exchanges and issues who are expected to demonstrate why their crypto constitutes or indeed does not constitute a security classification. The new edicts also stipulate that all issues and blockchain-based companies dealing with cryptocurrencies are expected to register with the SEC. Okay. Next news. Written by Alexander Behrens. My Ether Wallet debut open source blockchain explorer. Blockchain explorers are an essential part of the cryptocurrency landscape. Now, MyEtherWallet is releasing a new open source solution for the Ethereum chain to make it easier to understand exactly what's happening on-chain. MyEtherWallet, a web-based Ethereum wallet manager application, announced today the official launch of the ETHVM Blockchain Explorer. The open source Blockchain Explorer will theoretically allow developers to build their own interpretations of blockchain data as opposed to relying on closed source solutions like Etherscan. All transactions and activities on public blockchains like Bitcoin and Ethereum can be seen by anyone, allowing token transfers and smart contracts operations to be verified. Block explorers transfer the raw blockchain data into lists and charts that humans can actually read. 
Users can interpret the contents of the blockchain without parsing too much code. Blockchain explorers power many popular crypto-related services like the expensive Ethereum transaction and well-alert Twitter accounts. They are also vital tools for analyzing malicious attack or other suspicious activity on the blockchain, like recent Ethereum Classic attacks that were e examined using similar blockchain analytics tools. Okay, hey, that sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. <clears throat> ETH VMs. Hmm, when's that going to open up? Doesn't say when, but we'll keep an eye out for that. Let's see. <laughs> okay, next news, written by Daniel Phillips. Bitcoin retakes to the $200 billion market cap in sudden surge. Bitcoin has again achieved a market capitalization in excess of $200 billion after a price gained 4.2% of the last day. Bitcoin's market capitalization now stands at $201.8 billion, up from $193.6 billion this time yesterday. Bitcoin's price just touched a 24-hour high of 10930 Following a week of near solid growth, the cryptocurrency is up 5.5% for the week, but it's still down over the 14-day and 30-day timeframes, having lost 11.8% from its 2020 high of $12,391 achieved by mid-August. <clears throat> okay, a bunch more numbers, yada yada yada. Next news, written by Scott Cipollino. MicroStrategy buys another 16,800 Bitcoin worth $183 million. What? MicroStrategy, a business intelligence firm, acquired a further 16,796 Bitcoin yesterday. As, an as it invests more heavily in cryptocurrency, this comes after the firm made a large initial investment in Bitcoin last month. On September 14, 2020, MicroStrategy completed its acquisition of 16,796 additional Bitcoins at an aggregate price of $175 million, Michael Saylor, CEO of MicroStrategy, said in a tweet. Ooh, oh, okay, okay, not bad, not bad. Sounds good to me. Next news, written by Sharyua Malwa. U.S. regulators to introduce unified rules for crypto companies. A new regulatory approach aiming to reduce the compliance cost incurred by crypto and fintech firms in the country will be unveiled today by the U.S. Conference of State Bank Supervisors, CSBS. According to a report by outlet Reuters, authorities have agreed upon electing a group of examin uh, examiners from across the U.S. to handle all license grants. This would allow them to jointly supervise the business instead of each individual state having its own committee, the report said. In all, in all, over 48 states, regulators agreed to follow the unified framework. Awesome. Alright, scrolling on down, let's see. Cryptocurrency businesses, which typically had to be licensed state by state, were particularly vocal about the problem, the report noted. But those woos are the thing of the past now. What was the woos? Woo! The rules came as state regulators and financial bodies recorded complaints from crypto and fintech firms about the complex and time-consuming methods of states, state-by-state -state regulatory compliance for operating a business in the U.S. This means a single firm needed to gain over 40 licenses to operate in the U.S. alone. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, <clears throat> a problem, I would say. Sure. Next news, written by Alexander Behrens. 
Ampleforth and Balancer create USDC-AMPL smart pool. Okay, okay. Ampleforth, the protocol that popularized rebasing cryptocurrency, has teamed up with liquidated protocol Balancer to create a rebasing smart, con smart pool for liquidity. It announced today the launch of the new USDC slash AMPL liquidity pool on the Balancer protocol that allows users to earn fees from providing USDC and AMPL tokens to facilitate swaps between the two. Ampleforth runs the dollar pegged AM AMPL, a supply el elastic digital currency pegged to the dollar, but with a supply that changes daily to account for swings above or below the dollar mark it adjusts the ampl supply based <clears throat> based on the market cap or the combined value of the entire token to try to maintain the price per token of one dollar okay okay but why when users provide liquidity to pools on decentralized exchanges like unisop that uses an automated market maker to determine prices they risk exposure to in uh, m per and permanent loss and permanent loss happens when assets in a pooled pair change significantly in value from their original ratio oh okay 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 mm -hmm. interesting interesting okay therefore we're combining balancer and ampleforth mechanics uh, mechanisms and permanent loss can be eliminated and permanent loss is a consideration unique to decentralized exchange liquidity providers. The result of the new approaches to the question of how best to fairly trade one asset for another. If the new if the new USDC slash AMPL pool is effective in eliminating or reducing and permanent loss from the from the liquidity providing. Uh, equation it could generate significant demand for AMPL or other elastic supply assets like it okay next news written by Adriana Hamacher Tezo becomes a favorite to power the digital euro okay okay so uh, Societe General Generale Societe Renale Forge, a tech startup launched by French multinational investment bank Societe Generale, has selected Tezos for its central bank and digital currency CBDC experiment, according to announcement today. In July, Society General, there we go in English, Society General Forge, was chosen by the French central bank Banque de France. In its call for applications to develop a CBDC for interbank settlements. The experiment is one of the first in Europe with France to determine the PIP of the European Central Banks to post with a working CBDC. Tezos is a decentralized public blockchain with features including on-chain governance and a consensus algorithm based on proof of stake. And the ability to formally verify smart contracts, the blockchain platform has a vibrant ecosystem, including research and development startup Nomadic Labs, which is based in Paris, which will be key to the CBDC trials. Okay. <clears throat> Scrolling on down. Let's see. While France appears to be leading the European charge towards a CBDC, several other countries, including Italy, Lithuania, 
And the Netherlands are also in the running. The European Central Bank has also confirmed that it is working on trials, but details remain unspecified. To date, Tezos is one of the few public blockchain platforms involved in CBDC trials, which could feed into a future digital euro. In its original call for applicants, Banque de France specified that proposals should learn to utilize to, should learn on utility and innovation, but it also advised that it wasn't restricting solutions to blockchain alone. Alright, next news. Written by Scott Cipollina. <clears throat> Why has Bitcoin investor Satoshi Nakamoto remained anonymous? In a decade plus lifespan, Bitcoin has gone from being the niche obsession of a group of cypherpunks on message boards to one of the world's largest currencies. Yet, the identity of its creator, Satoshi Nakamoto, remains unknown. Over the years, Satoshi's true identity has been the subject of feverish speculation. Oh, man. All right. Over the years, Satoshi's true identity has been the subject of feverish speculation, with many names having been put forward. That's hardly surprisingly. People love a mystery for one thing. For another, the gigantic stash of Bitcoin that Satoshi mined in the cryptocurrency's early days has remained untouched. We're here to return. We're here. We're, we're, We're here to return. Those Bitcoins could flood the market, potentially affecting the cryptocurrency's price. Yeah, okay, so sure, it'll dump the price, yeah. So we know that Satoshi's identity is a mystery. We even have an idea of how Satoshi kept his identity secret. But what about why? To decentralize Bitcoin, you must set it free. Let's start with the facts. We know that Satoshi was motivated by a vision of a currency that didn't rely on trust in third parties or the government. Thanks to the complete Satoshi, the Bitcoin creator's idea and philosophies are preserved. <clears throat> oh, it's a book. Okay. We, what we need is an electronic payment system based on, based on cryptographic proof instead of trust, allowing any two willing parties to transact directly with, with each other without the need for trusted third parties. Given Satoshi's clear intentions here, it's probably true that maintaining his anonymity was necessary to make sure Bitcoin remained a truly decentralized creation. Crypto creators have an outsized influence over the communities that grow up around their coins, something that caused many of them to many of them dis, disquiet in the past. Ethereum creator Vitalik Buterin is not too excited that the community assigns so much importance to him. According to his father in a New York profile, Litecoin creator Charlie Lee, meanwhile, surrendered ownership of his own creation in a Reddit post. Lee said, it is a conflict of interest for me to hold LTC and tweet about it because I have so much influence. <clears throat> Through the years, Bitcoiners have not been shy about voicing a desire for Satoshi Nakamoto to return. In this Bitcoin forum about maximum Bitcoin block size, one user says Satoshi's opinion would help the community to decide. Not because he is more competent than the current core, core developers, not because he is an authority figure, but because it would reassure investors' confidence. Thus, a conflict of interest similar to the one Charlie Lee encountered may well have been anticipated by Satoshi, making it inevitable that the creation and creator could not truly coexist publicly. Mm. The Dark Side of Bitcoin 
another com uh, competing theory is that is that Nakamoto knew authorities would come out to Bitcoin's creator if he or she was identified. Bitcoin may be the successful cryptocurrency we all know today, but it was far from the world's first attempt at an alternative to state-issued currencies. In 2011, Bernard von Nothaus was convicted of making, possessing, and selling his own private currency, the Liberty Dollar. The same fate may well have faced Nakamoto, who, sh who surely knew that Bitcoin would garner some powerful enemies. Governments and generally don't like it when threats to the sovereignty and monetary policy emerge, and while they might not be able to ban Bitcoin itself, they could they could certainly make life uncomfortable for its creators if they knew where to find them. <clears throat> British film producer production company Substantial Film picked up the very idea. In the upcoming film Decrypted, Satoshi Nakamoto is tortured by NSA in an attempt to... Wow, wow, wow. Say it again? In an upcoming film Decrypted, Satoshi Nakamoto is tortured by the NSA in, a, in an attempt to winkle out information that would destroy the entire crypto industry. Alright. That might be considered an alarmist point of view, but it's important to take into account Bitcoin's controversial beginnings. For many, Bitcoin is still synonymous with Silk Road, arguably the world's most infamous dark web market. Silk Road became a popular destination for those looking to launder money and purchase illicit goods using Bitcoin. Despite eventually being shut down by the FBI in 2013, this market dealt an early blow to Bitcoin's perceived legitimacy as an alternative currency. And Nakamoto may not have wanted to deal with the follow-up. Many hands make it light work. There, are, there is one more possibility, perhaps Satoshi Nakamoto isn't one person, but many. But uh, by most accounts, it comes as quite surprised that a single individual was allegedly capable of creating a cryptocurrency now worth billions of dollars, all while completely hiding their tracks. Although Satoshi claimed to be a 37-year-old Japanese man, Bitcoin's original white paper is written in perfect English, and his email address allegedly came from a German provider. Some take the facts to mean that Bitcoin was a collaboration rather than a solo enterprise. In addition, the creation of Bitcoin demonstrated such a command of both economics and computer programming, but many now believe that famed crypto asset could not possibly have been engineered by one mind alone. If you're the, the type of if you're the type who subscribes to conspiracy theories, here's a doozy. Some say Satoshi Nakamoto is, in fact, the Central Intelligence Agency. According to the CIA project, Satoshi Nakamoto translates to Central Intelligence. And the fact that nobody really knows who Nakamoto was is a telltale sign that Bitcoin was created by intelligent professionals. If Bitcoin really was engineered by the intelligence agency, we may never be privy to Satoshi Nakamoto's true identity. Faced with many, many competing theories, the crypto community has little choice but to resort to speculation. In one of Nakamoto's last verified emails, he or she or they claims to have moved on to other things. Will we ever truly know who was behind the Bitcoin revolution? Probably not. Does it matter at this point? Probably not. Bitcoin has outgrown its creator, and it's not going anywhere. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Bravo. Love it. Love it.
Who wrote this again? It was Scott Chaplina. I give you props. Alright, next news. Alright, next news. Mark Cuban backed crypto firm pays SEC $60 million fine for $31 million ICO. The U.S. Security and Exchange Commission has settled with Unicron, a Seattle headquartered crypto esport and gambling platform, over its $31 million initial coin offering ICO that drew investments from Shark Tank's Mark Cuban, Ashton Kutcher, and Ethereum co founder Anthony DeLorio. In 2018, the SEC has alleged that the ICO for Unicorn Gold, which was held in 2017, constituted an illegal sell of unregistered securities. The SEC announced today that the Unicron 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 agreed to pay a $6.1 million penalty to the SEC, substantially all that the company's assets. The SEC will then return the money to investors. Unicron tweeted that it is retiring other tokens. <clears throat> Unicron Loot, Unicron Connect, Unicoins Silver, and Unicoin Gold. People don't really use Unicorn, Unicorn Gold anymore. The coin, which peaked at about $2 in 2017, is today worth $0.01. Cent. It has a market cap of $1.6 million and trades about $4,000 a day, according to the metric site CoinMarketCap. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, next news. Written by the Defiant. Pickle Finance wants to bring stability to DeFi. Just when farmers thought Foodcoin had run their course, perhaps the most absurd project yet is leveraging pickle, pickle memes to help mitigate stablecoin volatility. Pickle Finance, a project in incentivizing liquidity on the four largest DeFi stablecoins, saw $53 million in 24-hour volume this weekend as a native governance token, Pickle, traded as high as $85 according to CoinGecko. <clears throat> Touting the tagline uh, "Off Peg Bad, On Peg Good," Pickle Finance offers more rewards to below-peg stablecoin pools and fewer rewards to above-peg stable pools, as illustrated in the Pickle Pico paper. <laughs> Pickle Pico paper. That's funny. The aim is to get good people to sell above-peg stable coins and buy below-peg stable coins. Too many farming projects don't actually do anything for the community. The project's white paper reads, Pickle is an experiment that will actually give you a sh- gives a shit. Okay. Pickle token liquidity pools are boasting what have become the typical returns for DeFi's 4,000% annualized yields for pool 2 Pickle slash ETH LPs, for example. Pickle governance. Oh man, this is insane. Now we got pickle. It is. All right. <clears throat> Next news, written by Andrew Hayward. USDC stablecoin comes to flow as NBA top shot nets two million dollars. Dapper Labs, one of the best companies out there. Dapper Labs announced today that it has partnered with Circle, yes, to enable credit and debit card payments that settle in USDC, beginning with the officially licensed NBA Top Shot game. 
Decentralized apps and games that run on the Flow blockchain will now potentially be opened up to a more mainstream audience that can pay for digital collectibles with more traditional options rather than just cryptocurrency. USD coin is a regulated stablecoin that is both backed by and kept at a steady one-to-one basis with the US dollar. It's used by banks in more than 80 countries with more than $2 billion USDC now in circulation and $115 billion transacted on-chain to date. Alright, next news. <clears throat> Written by Robert Stevens. Is Bitcoin decentralized? Researchers are cautiously optimistic. Bitcoin's whole modus operandi is decentralization. No banks, no governments, nada. The entire thing is hosted across in an international network of computers. Their operators are anonymous and one can fork the open source project to create their own at any time. And for the most part, these principles hold up in practice according to blockchain analysis firm CoinMetrics which today published a research report on the subject. Bitcoin is meaningfully decentralized in terms of miners and exchange uh, concentration and its supply is increasingly evenly dispersed, it concluded. CoinMetrics analyzed the Bitcoin blockchain across three, three main metrics, wealth distribution, the distribution of hash power, and the market shares of exchanges. Does Bitcoin have a wealth inequality problem? First up is Bitcoin's wealth inequality. CoinMetrics analysis uh, analyzed the presence of wells, ultra-rich users, using publicly available on-chain data. It found that Bitcoin certainly has wells, but since the network was created in 2008, its supply has become more evenly distributed with smaller accounts comprising an increasing proportion to the aggregate supply. And the little guy continues to represent the majority of accounts. Most address own less than $100 in Bitcoin. <clears throat> is Bitcoin hash power distributed? Next is the distribution of hash power. Hash power is a metric. Okay, well, we know what it is. Blah, blah. But Bitcoin mining is a thriving distribution ecosystem. Found coin metrics. Power is dis- uh, dispersed between several. Okay, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. It didn't even say it. Whatever. Is there a monopoly over crypto exchanges? The last vector is the dominance of crypto currency exchanges. Since blah, 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 blah. Just a few exchange. Exchanges dominate the market, among them Coinbase, who will be Binance OKX, but the market isn't monopolistic, CoinMetrics found. Analyzing the monopoly exchange holds over the Bitcoin-US dollar pairing using something called the Herfindahl-Hirschman Index, HHI, which increases as a market becomes more monopolistic. Coinmetric found that the market is considered moderately consolidated according to this metric and not monopolistic. Though Coinmetrics recognizes that its an- analysis is far from comprehensive, it's, it thinks that its research gives reason for cautious optimism. Okay. Next news, Gene Simmons gives, a, gives Bitcoin a kiss. Kiss rocker Gene Simmons has seemingly endorsed Bitcoin via Twitter. The oft-consumed, costumed bassist responded by a tweet by Cameron Winklevoss encouraging people to use bank accounts to buy Bitcoin and Ether. Simmons, presumably in a voice like the God of Thunder, declared, I will, I am. Ah, really? Hold on, let me see this. Okay, so here's a tweet Cameron Winklevoss typed. 
It's easier to buy Bitcoin and Ethern if you are already in the old system. If you don't have a bank account, it's hard to get funds into crypto. We need to change this. And Gene Simmons just simply responded, I will, I am. Okay. Interesting. Simmons didn't flex his nimble fingers to elaborate, but the man with the famous tongue has set tongues on Twitter wagging. The social, the, the social network is awash in speculation about what Simmons' tweet means for Bitcoin, or rather, just what it means. Okay. Is Simmons saying he will get a bank account? <laughs> Perhaps he means to say, I am a bank account. Or like Gandhi, is the demon saying he will be the change he wishes to see in the world? Okay, this got really weird. It's tough to say how much the man behind such hits as Psycho Circus and Rock and Roll All Night has in common with the guy who kind of invented Facebook, but if his lyrics are any indication, he would fit right in with the Bitcoin crowd. No word yet on, uh, on Ace Freshly's stance on Bitcoin. Alright. Mm-hmm. Next news written by Alexander Behrens. Tether uses centralized power to refund $1 million in USDT. Okay. Tether, by by far the largest stablecoin provider in the cryptocurrency ecosystem, has, has been uh, shitted. Shitted. C H I D E D. Has long been shitted. Shited? Cited? No, shitted. Shitted. Huh. For its centralized design. Now that aspects of the business has shown its usefulness. Tether CTO Paulo Ardonio announced via Twitter last Friday that Tether had returned $1 million worth of dollar pay take, uh, Tether tokens to the group of Chinese traders who had sent the USDT to the wrong address. The $1 million was lost after a group of anonymous Chinese DeFi users sent the funds to a contract address associated with Swerve Finance, a recent clone of Curve Finance, intended to launch and operate with more equitable token distribution. The target address accepts several stablecoins as part of the DeFi stablecoin stable swap protocol, but to the to the charin of traders isn't set up to receive tethers. Okay. Blah, blah 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 okay what both you both tether and center the entire enti- the entity the entity the entity technically in the control of the usdc has revealed in the past that they work with law enforcement officials to track illegal activity using their stable coins and that those activities account for most of the address blocking uh, other activity enabled through centralized control and their respective platforms there's no question that the type of banning and refund capabilities recently exercised by Tether go against the permissionless, decentralized ethos of the wider blockchain community. But in this instance, some traders are no doubt grateful for the break from tradition. And it seems likely such rescue requests will continue if the alternative if is millions of dollars lost. Alright. Next news written by Jeff Benson. Back to... B-A-K-K-T bet breaks own record for Bitcoin futures trading. <clears throat> the 15,955 futures traded account for about $172 million in volume. Back's previously previous record was 11,706 Bitcoin futures on July 28th. 
today's high is a 36% improvement. Bitcoin futures are agreements to sell or buy Bitcoin at the point in a future for a specific price. Given Bitcoin's recent price fluctuations, putting money in future contracts is a bit of a gamble. But it's one of backs. It's but it's one that backed will be happy people are taking. In January, back went days at a time without seeing the Bitcoin options trading. Despite good news, despite good news, back still comes in behind the main competitor, CME, which regularly does volume above back's record level. Today, it did $262 million in volume and relatively small haul compared to the $1.1 billion it did on September 2nd. That was it? Wow, okay, that's all our news for today. If you are looking to convert your fiat into crypto, I have a few referral links you could check out, one being uh, Gemini, the other being Coinbase. They're very easy to use, easy to convert. Once once you uh, you clear KYC, AML, then it's very easy to convert your uh, fiat. You, all you do is connect your, uh, your account, and don't worry, it'll be fine. Connect your fiat to crypto, and there you go. Now, if you're looking to uh, earn interest on your crypto, instead of just have it set on the wallet, you can always move your crypto to the Celsius network, which I also have a uh, referral link below. And that's, you're earning interest every single week, every Monday, you got crypto crypto on crypto interest earned. Not only that, it's compounded interest. So your interest is earning interest. So there you go. So I highly recommend them. With that said, Cryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.